What would this world be like if it were perfect? What would it be like to live right here in Mount Vernon, Washington, in the same place, with the same people, but to have no more death or mourning, wailing or pain, no more conflict or drama or broken relationships? In a sense, This is the image that St. John gives us of heaven in today's second reading from Revelation. Notice what he says. Then I, John, saw a new heaven and a new earth. The former heaven and the former earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. In Hebrew cosmology, the earth, the sky, and the sea encompassed all that existed. The sky was the ordered realm of God. The sea was the place of chaos. And the earth was the place of humanity stuck between the two. In St. John's vision, the sea and its chaos had passed away entirely, while the earth and the sky had been recreated anew. In the Bible, heaven is not fluffy clouds and angel wings. Heaven is the world as we know it, but recreated and perfected. All the old flaws will have been purged away, leaving God's miraculous creation, including ourselves, to shine faultlessly in all its glory. Notice, too, the second part of the vision. I also saw the holy city, a new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Not only is the natural world recreated, but so is human society, which has always been symbolized most prominently in our great cities. This means that heaven also perfects human relationships, human history, and human culture. None of the richness of human existence is wiped away at the end of time. It is only made richer. And of course, this is not just any city. This is the city where God was worshipped rightly, where he dwelt in the Jewish temple, where he offered the perfect sacrifice on the cross. The very center of this new heavens and new earth The absolute core of this purified human society is shown to be the worship of Almighty God by the Church triumphant descended from heaven. The key to all of this, then, comes in the last line of the reading. The one who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. When Jesus is at the center, Jerusalem is made new. And when Jerusalem is at the center, the entire universe is made new. But this principle is not true only at the end of time. This particular book of the Bible is called Revelation because it reveals, it unveils the true nature of creation. 
What is true in Revelation is true now, in a way unseen, and has always been true. Jesus makes all things new, and that renewal comes when we place him at the center. So let's take a moment today and consider what in our life and in our world needs renewed. Maybe we are worried about our country or our world and believe that it needs to be renewed. Then let's put Jesus at the center. It is not surprising to me that our politics have become more and more angry and divided as fewer and fewer people attend church on Sunday. When we could all claim to be Christians first, or at least worshippers of Almighty God first, and partisans second, We had a source of unity greater than our divisions. But now that our political parties have become the most important label we give ourselves, our most profound identity is defined by opposition to half the population, rather than unity with them in worship. If we want to work for justice, let's do so as Jesus did, seeing the individual person as the most important factor in any situation. If you want to preserve our country, let's work to shape a national identity that is worth preserving, one of which the Lord would be proud. If we want our communities to be functional, let's approach each other as people first and partisans second. If we want to renew the world and our politics, let's put Jesus at the center, and they will be renewed. Or maybe it feels like our career or our work needs renewed. Then let's put Jesus at the center. If we work, let's ask ourselves what Jesus would have been like as an engineer, or a landscaper, or a teacher, or a cook, or a retailer, or a financier, or whatever. Let's ask ourselves how Jesus would have brought his light and his peace into the different places we are called to go. If we raise children, let's ask Jesus to show us both the love of the Holy Family and the endurance of the cross. If we have more unstructured time during our week, let's ask ourselves how Jesus might have used that time, either ministering to individuals or helping with parish or community needs. If we are worried about our mission or our purpose, Let's put Jesus at the center, and that purpose will be renewed. Or maybe we feel like our family needs renewed. Then let's put Jesus at the center. Let's find time to pray together as a family, especially for each member's worries and concerns. Let's discuss matters of faith together, as a family, maybe beginning with each Sunday's readings. Let's support each other as a family in difficult times and difficult decisions, especially in a world where following the tenets of the faith is rare and difficult. Let's encourage each other as a family to grow closer to God every day.
If we put Jesus at the center of our families, our families will be renewed. Or maybe we feel like our life itself needs to be renewed. Then let's put Jesus at the center. Let's give Jesus the best chunk of time in our entire day, when we can pray to him for 10 or 15 minutes with total awareness. Let's seek Jesus with our entire heart, especially by reading the gospel accounts of his life, death, and resurrection. Let's make sure Jesus always has the opportunity to give us grace through the sacraments, at Mass every week, and confession every couple of months. If we put Jesus at the center of our lives, our lives will be renewed. The one on the throne says, Behold, I make all things new. I choose to believe him. So now let's take him up on that offer.